You know what it is, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. You know who it is, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. Odie Mari, Sodi Mari, Mari, Sodi Mari, Sodi. Black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. Hey, oh, yes, no. Are you ready? Let's go. Black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy, black and snurdy. It's the Black and Snurdy Podcast with Odie and Maurice. What's up? What's up? What's up? We that should not be our fucking opening. What? Oh, come on, man. Like what saying was up? Saying what saying was up like that? Like it's Martin. <clears throat> he was also a DJ. Do you remember the I know that first which couple is, seasons? Which is of- why he was a radio. Um, radio personality. Yeah, he was a radio personality, and then he had his own TV show. Uh, Okay, so side note, you know, I I tried watching uh, Martin, like, from the beginning, because Uh it's all on HBO Max, Mm -hmm. and I couldn't get through it because... Problematic? Yeah, kind of problematic. Not kind of, I mean, it was definitely problematic. Not, uh, fine, yes, it was definitely problematic, but like... It was a, it was good for its time. Yeah. And I don't think that, like, you know, I do try to be mindful of when I'm looking at old shows and just recognizing, like, it's of its time. Mm-hmm. It doesn't make it a bad show if it's problematic. It just is, like, you just mindful that this is a problematic show mm-hmm. with a lot of things that you were saying at that time that people would get away with because nobody had the power to speak up. And, you know, these days we wouldn't do that same thing. But I feel I can, I try to um, be able to, like, keep some sort of open mind. But it does, it's harder watching it as an adult, even though you laughed and enjoyed it as a kid. Because Mm -hmm. you know those things that they're saying are rude. Like, there's so many Pam jokes Calling her ugly, yeah. even though she's gorgeous. She was a bombshell, Wait, and and you know, and not, still is. And not to, to uh, say to pit anyone together, Tashina, Tashina Arnold is fucking. I always fanta- thought she was more attractive Gia. than Gina. Yeah, she was always my favorite. And it was just like you know, there's the colorism, there's the fat phobia. There's the homophobia. There's so There's many. Martin dressing up as a woman and dressing up as old women. And... Well, that part, honestly, is the part that I don't find. That's the least problematic part of the show. Because I don't find that part weird. It's only like if he's being extremely, um, what is the word? Somehow that's still on brand for you that you wouldn't find <laughs> drag. <laughs> I don't find that problematic. problematic. <laughs> Only if he's like ma- trying to do like a Medea and it's like, let me tell you all of the ways that black women are terrible, especially when they're dark skin. I, I don't know. Shanae was. I mean, she definitely was quintessential um, hood black girl. Yeah. Get up, girl. And honestly, as a kid, was my favorite character. Um, on the sh- as the sh- on the show, mm-hmm. and it was only because other people were telling me like, "Oh, she shouldn't be your favorite because yeah, whatever, whatever problematic responsibility politics they had." Mm-hmm. Um, but I feel like Shanene might have been the least of the problems we had on there. But I understand 
your uh, apprehension of uh, with watching the show again. Yeah, fair enough. And you're about to hate me uh, for two reasons. One, who are we? <laughs> Hi. <laughs> uh, my name is Odie. And I'm Maurice. And you're listening to the Black and Snooty Podcast. What's the second reason? Because how have we been starting each episode the last few episodes? And it's fine because I already came prepared. Oh, you're you're prepared. That's yes, great. I am prepared. That is great. I'm so glad that you're prepared for this part and I don't have to vamp because you were absolutely prepared. 100% didn't have to get up and go get it. I don't understand why you have to do all these things i was prepared only thing i didn't do was bring first of all i brought you over your beverages yes and at no point did you remind me to bring over the cards even though you looked at me when i pulled them out i thought you were well first off no i didn't and second of all uh (laughs) i did not i did not see you pull out the cards hence why like i was looking over there and just being like oh no i pulled them out earlier oh well i did not see you do that so we have been starting the show Mm mm-hmm with using these uh, get to know you cards, yeah. So that table you can get topics, to, yeah, yeah. That way you can get to know the host a little bit better. And um, you, the listener, are you ready? Yes, I'm ready. Who is your go to clothing designer? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that's technically okay. So technically, I guess technically it would be Mac Weldon. Uh huh. Uh. Because I wear a lot of their clothes. You do, you do. They're um, very comfortable. They they are extremely comfortable. They they have a lot of really nice athleisure, and uh, I find their sweatpants specifically to be extremely yeah, comfortable. Yeah, because that's all you wear. Wear outdoors, indoors, on the go, everywhere, everywhere. Yeah. Why are you saying it like that? What? Like what? Oh, you, yeah, that's all you wear. I, first of all, do not sound like that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's not how I sound. That is exactly When you right. go back and listen to this, you will be listening to yourself, make a fool of yourself. Like a pit bull. I, okay. Calm all right, down. who is your, DMX. who is your, <laughs> dark man X? Um, my go-to clothing designer, I, well, I don't know. Is Telfar technically he makes clothing? He makes bags. Okay, have you? Do you have any of his actual clothes? Yes, I got the Telfar UGG collection. And how often do you wear it? I have not worn it. It feels once like if exactly it has I'm to be go to that it's go to. What's the who who made that jacket that you've been wearing recently a lot? Oh, that's Banana Republic. Okay, what about that uh, fur coat that you've been wearing a lot? That one is Uniqlo. Okay, so so it's a toss up between Uniqlo, uh, Uniqlo and uh, uh, Uniqlo, uh, Banana Republic, and Gap. Yeah, because okay. I wear Gap jeans a lot. Yeah. All so, right. So it's a toss up between those. Alrighty. If anybody wants to sponsor me, let me know. <laughs> um. Ooh, which airline do you think is best? JetBlue. Mm. Why JetBlue? Because I was able to watch a bunch of really nice shows on JetBlue. Are you not able to watch shows? Not on a fucking Spirit. Okay, but we're not talking about the freaking garbage truck in the sky. Mega bus in the (laughs) sky. It can go twice as high. 
Okay. Well, um, you take more pla- you take more planes than I do, so this is probably a better question for you because, like, I haven't been on a plane since pre-COVID. So uh, yeah, so like. Well, my my favorite uh, airline. If I would somebody say, would return a text message, I might go to Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Are you done? Oh, that wasn't at you. I know that. I don't live in Atlanta. Okay, and just just throwing that just throwing that out there. I don't know if this will reach them, but are you, fucking are you done? hurry up! <laughs> yeah, uh, Delta. That's my favorite American. Really? Okay, that's my favorite American one. What's your uh, international? I'm gonna go international. I would say KLM. KLM. Uh, or or KLM, or maybe Lufthansa. Okay. Because they generally like. I feel like the flights, regardless of your, regardless of your place, like what your boarding class is. Mm-hmm. They, the seats are nice and comfortable. They're not crumped, cramped in. You mm-hmm. have your outlets. I think generally non-American flights, I've enjoyed them more in general. Yeah, so that makes sense. Um, that's it. Okay. Ooh, who is your ideal neighbor? Who now? Now this is a tough one because are we are we talking about like if a celebrity or like are we describing what the neighbor is? Like? Describe if you have okay. a celebrity, you could name them. But just a general, like who would you want your neighbor to be? I would want my neighbor to be somebody who is quiet. Mm-hmm. Someone who oh, oh, first off, my neighbor is single. <laughs> okay. Either actually, you know what? My neighbor is not single. My neighbor is uh. Either single or one of those quiet couples mm-hmm. that like they live together. Had they been together for so long that they don't even ha- they're so in sync that they don't even have to have conversations with each other. Mm-hmm. You know, like they they're they're basically um, living in wedded bliss. Mm-hmm. Um, just just you know they could finish each other's sandwiches and all the other bullshit and sandwiches they, or sentences both anyhow okay. um and they they just like they don't ever argue their sex is either non-existent or <laughs> it's extremely quiet <laughs> on Why some do you not want them shit. to have a passionate sex life uh, like or 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 they have the type of like Bridgerton sex where they were having a lot of spicy sex in Bridgerton. Yeah, but he was coming on like all the furniture <laughs> <laughs> instead of like he like this was obviously this is before socks. Uh, oh <laughs> this is ridiculous. Um, but no, like I I would just want them to be like mad quiet and uh, their food uh, that they prepare they order in a lot. What? <laughs> You want to live with like a college dorm? What is going on? Why do you want them First to be off, there's so? There's a lot of fucking in a college dorm, so no, I do not <laughs> want to live in a fucking college dorm. Absolutely not. Were you? No, you didn't live in Drew Hall. There was one time. Um, definitely did not. Yeah, there was one time. Well, not even Drew Hall. It was Slow Hall. It was one time in Slow Hall where like somebody was fucking so hard that like everybody could hear it in the fucking building. <laughs> What floor were they I don't, on? Like you, you could b- both hear the movement, and the girl was obnoxiously moaning, like, "Oh, you're like, you know what I mean?" Like, and it just <laughs> maybe it was that good for her. First off, no, 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 nobody in their twenties fucks that good. It's not. I mean, 
You Sorry. Know. You Sorry. never know. And this is somebody who was also in his 20s. No one in their 20s fucks that good, okay? I don't know. I don't know. I can't. In their, in, their, in their early 20s, nobody knows how to fuck in their early 20s. I will not say There's a bunch of thrashing around. I agree with that, but. Shoving in square pegs. Okay, let's continue on. I will say that my. Are you finished? Stuffing a sock with, into a overly, Are you finished with drawer? your Yes, neighbor. what is your, who is your, I mean, yeah, what and who is your uh, ideal neighbor? Um, I would say either an old, a kind, older person who's like sassy and they've lived a very long life and they have all these interesting stories. They like me to come over and so, hang out with them. So golden girls, you want to yeah, like them next to B. Arthur? Like that or um, like a young. R.I.P. Betty White. R.I.P. And be Arthur. Actually. All of them. Yeah. The whole cast is gone. Oh. So, yeah. But love you all. Uh, or like a young couple that's around my age that like we're probably interested in certain the same thing. So maybe we could like hang they're, out. They're ethically non-monogamous and just come make you their unicorn. I don't hear a, a no. How did that come? How did you get there? I don't know. You said a from young. From where you, we were. You said a young couple. Why the hell is a young couple bringing you over like what? Banana bread and shit? Because like, we're neighbors. Cocoa bread. I want neighborly neighbors that we can hang out. Yeah. We can exchange things Na- and neighbor. borrow cups of sugar and yeah. stuff. Yeah. I bet you do want them to borrow a cup of sugar. Okay. Tell me something <laughs> good. <laughs> Oh my god! Damn it at you like honestly. The funny thing is, I was gonna start off by letting you know that I'm probably gonna be a lot more tame this episode. Really? Oh, yeah. sure. Yeah, I mean, this is actually me in low power mode <laughs> because I am. This has been a long day for me. You had a nap. I know. Yeah, I had a a nap. Doesn't quite do it. I had a nap in the nighttime. That's not nap. <laughs> oh, that's well, like, sorry. That's when it <laughs> couldn't sleep during s- work. That's when sleep is supposed to happen. Not at okay. What are you about to say? Not at Miss. I don't go to sleep until fucking five in the that's morning. Not true. That is absolutely it true. Is I bet you. How much you want to bet that we're going to end up watching three episodes of Breaking Bad uh, or Better Call Saul? I'm not going to bed that late. Uh, okay. All right. I'm looking at the. I'm looking at the thing. And I and I I how much I bet you three episodes it's a better call saw three episodes I'm telling you anyway are you ready to move on to the pop culture segment I absolutely am this must be. and speaking of popping um there is pop, 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 a pop, pop, pop. new male birth control that is being um, studied. And scientists have found that it is has a 99% effectiveness and no obvious side effects in the early testing. Effective rate? Yeah. yeah. So the uh, scientists at the American Chemical Society met um, and had a meeting on California, in California. And they said that while women have many choices for birth control, male contraceptive options, contraceptive options have been limited. Scientists have been trying for decades to develop an effective, ma- effective male oral contraceptive, but there are still no approved pills on the market. Condoms are single-use only and prone to failure. In contrast, vasectomy, a surgical procedure, is considered a, success- a permanent form of male sterilization. Um, but this trial, they're doing ongoing clinical trials that target the sex hormone testosterone 
And um, they said that we wanted to develop a non-hormonal male contraceptive to avoid side effects such as weight gain, depression, and increased low-density lipoprotein cholesterol levels. So I'm very excited about this. I'm excited, too. You know what that means, right? Uh Uh-oh, that is not supposed to be coming through there. Yeah, it is not. Um, I'm excited about this because I think that for too long, men have been allowed to really do nothing when it comes to contraceptive or think about how, besides like a condom or like pulling out, they don't really ever have to... They don't. There's, they, there's no risk or anything for them. And I remember last time when they were making that birth, male birth control, they stopped it because they were like, oh, some men, you know, were maybe losing libido or possible death. Meanwhile, women are still dying due to birth control. That is true. And, uh, well, <laughs> I I really wish you hadn't have brought that fact well, up. That's a fact. Because now, now it feels very insensitive that I'm playing this underneath the... I mean, you were going to do it anyway, <laughs> so it doesn't really matter. That is true. It was going to happen. Men have been out here running amok, fucking amok, and it's about time that we be held accountable so that we can stop these sperms from making babies, all right? Yes. Enough. All people with penises should be able to have access to birth control. Yes. So that you can stop making... Like, listen... Now Drake doesn't have to put hot sauce in any more condoms. Wait, I'm sorry. What is this? Remember we month, a few months ago we talked about Drake putting the, allegedly putting hot sauce in the condom and the video girl that like tried either, to put it in, in her vagina and it was burning her? That would either be real. That would be irritating as hell, right? What do you mean? On it to it, it, Okay. He's putting it in the condom or on the condom? He put it in the <laughs> condom after he exploded. Oh! Why would he be putting hot sauce See, in my mind in his condom to, to keep you? him from from busting? <laughs> so that would cause so that such would call extreme him, like, irritation. He, he, he still gets the sensation of sex, but he There's won't be busting be because sensation, he'll be all right. Because he'll he'll at a certain point he'll be like ah ah I gotta pull out because because he'll hot his sauce. penis will be burning. Okay. Well, I, that's why I asked for clarification. <laughs> I don't know why you needed clarification yeah, on that. Because we're talking about hot sauce in a fucking condom. What normal person is putting hot sauce in a condom to kill fucking sperms? Okay, but why would you put it inside to have sex? Are we talking? Like, are we talking about just like regular, regular hot sauce? Or are we talking like sriracha? Who knows the brand of Texas Pete or whatever he's using? To put in the condoms. Allegedly, that's what happened. Because I, I missed that episode of Hot Ones. Oh, God. I didn't <laughs> see that one. Oh. Was Stone Cold on it? No, he was not. He was on that particular one. No, apparently. Um, <laughs> it's ridiculous. A ridiculous, ridiculous person. Um, I'm going to switch. Sperms. How many of us have them? Sperms. Ones we can depend on. Sperms. You're really going to feel ridiculous as I try to transition into this next. Well, then choose a different uh, article. 
All right. Speaking of speaking of sperms. No. Okay. Speaking of shenanigans. Okay. Um, did you see that um woman that did stand up comedy in California in front of the movie theater? I did. Or not? In, she was in not in front of the movie theater. She was in an AMC. She was in the AMC Burbank sixteen, mm-hmm. and the projector was broken on the film, and they were fixing it. So she said that her her eight year old daughter dared her to do a comedy set. Um, while they waited, and it, I found this on Twitter, and and to the tweets, everybody hated it. So here's the fun thing: this is why children don't have like <laughs> laws. I mean, th- I mean, not laws. Uh, this is why you shouldn't be listening to children, okay? Mm-hmm. Because children have notoriously bad ideas. They do. They do not have a good grasp of the world, except for that one kid. Um, that one, uh, Greta. No, uh, yeah, Greta, Greta, Greta. Thunberg. Yeah, she's actually one of the only childrens that, if she came up in my house and was just like, "Hey, I have an idea, like uh, something you should do," I would actually listen to her. But everybody else, your kids, uh, I'm not listening. To I'm them. not listening to them. Like that, and it, they can't even form. Correct sentence structure. <laughs> so why the hell are you listening to them daring you to get up there and do a... <laughs> Actually, you know, this reminded me of this really, really fucked up dark joke that I told one mm-hmm. time. Um, it was right after the... Uh, ooh, this, I don't even know I want to tell this. But uh, it was. it was just... It was a... Do you remember that shooting that took place after Dark Knight? I remember the story, yes. All right, and you remember the joke that I told? I do. Okay, well, then, should You're, I, should I no, tell it now? <laughs> you should not. You should not. You All should right. let it die. All right, well, I'll well. Let, fine. <laughs> Ooh, that's I, fucked up. Pun not, in, pun not intended. Yeah, that's fucked up. But yeah. <laughs> it was funny. Hey, I can't help it. Um... But uh, I every I, I saw this on trending on they Twitter. They paid to see a movie. They did not pay to see stand up. They no, did. No one should ever pay to see stand. And this is coming from a stand up comic. Apparently, it was terrible. She was she had a racist uh, Asian joke, um, and generally is ra- like apparently people are saying they've seen her perform and she was pretty racist. So um, I am just confused as to why it, people won't just leave us alone. And this is another reason why we need to go back inside. Because people get outside. This is what and happens these are the two they do. years after a pandemic. Like, everybody's so ready to go outside that they're like, I'm invincible. I didn't get COVID at all. I was never on a defibrillator or whatever. Let me go and tell stand-up and do the ra- the most racist of Michael Scott impressions of, of Ping like I could <laughs> possibly imagine. Well, I hated it. And I know that if you all listen to it, you will probably hear it as well because it was terrible. But we're not playing it on this show. We, I, that was vetoed. I did try. No, it, it was terrible. So I and I and I said I did a real life miss me with that bullshit. You did. You did. Yeah, because I did not want to. What What is up with what's going on with the titties? Like what's going on? Do you have to tell my business in the streets? Yeah, I, I, you're over there just like like flustered. 
fluffing them around and trying to like look for something. Fluffing them, they're itchy. Oh, they're itchy. Okay, I thought you maybe lost something in them. No, I was just scratching. Wait, oh, in God. the <laughs> Is this as you tame? I don't think so, my friend. Mm-hmm. <laughs> my God. I'm just horrified at this behavior. I am. Okay. What what what's next? Anyway, Let's we're moving, moving on to a serious topic. Yes, we are. Can you put it together and hold it together for just a few moments? I can. We'll see. Oh god. We'll anyway, see. anyway, uh we have been talking about Brittany Griner the last few weeks. Yes, we have. And we have an update. Okay. Um the Apparently, this week, she was um, given access to the consulate at the American Embassy, and officials said they found her to be in good condition, which is great. Um, And I was reading this article, um, and Lisa Leslie, Mm -hmm. who, of course, Hall of Famer, he, you know, WNBA star, she said that what we were told, and again, this is a sort of passed along through hearsay, but what we were told was not to make a big fuss about it so that they could not use her as a pawn, so to speak, in this situation in the war. So to make it like it's not that important or don't make it like, don't make it where we're like free Britney and we start this campaign and then it becomes something that they can use. Now, I remember when this first came out and her family was asking for privacy and stuff like that. And some people were saying that her family didn't want everyone making a big stink about it. And I was a bit confused. Um, And I kind of feel like this situation with her being there, it's kind of a double-edged sword. Because if we don't talk about it, no one's going to know she's there. So then how is she going to be protected? And then if we do talk about it and then everyone's like, oh, they love her. But they would have known that she's popular anyway because she's a WNBA star. So I'm like, I don't know if there was any way that this could not have become a situation because we already know this is a celebrity here in the States. Of course, like if they wanted to make a example of her, they had every opportunity and ability and like reasoning to do that. So I'm not really sure how not speaking about it is going to help. What do you think? I don't know. Um, I, I guess I'm a little bit confused right now because like, how are we supposed to monitor the, the story without making a big deal about it? Like it's so many, first off in a world where so many of our, you know, so many black people are like murdered, like on the regs mm-hmm. or disappeared on the regs mm-hmm. uh, abroad. And whatnot, like how are we supposed to monitor the goings on of this story without like drawing too much attention to the point where they're a political pawn? Like how are we supposed to yeah. do that? And it's just like you already know in a, in a, in a war, any minor thing could be blown out of proportion. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I mean, I'm glad that she's been able to be in contact with the consulate and that she's you know in good condition. That is good. That because. That part's good. I was reading that like she the beds at the at the prison because she, she's like six five or six six, and they were allegedly like a foot shorter than her. Because I mean she's a, she's a very tall woman. She's way taller than average. Um, so I can imagine like trying. How could you ever be comfortable sleeping on like a? That's like trying to sleep in a crib. 
You know, so I mean, I'm I'm hoping that this means it's they're closer to getting her home. Yeah, that's all I've been worried about. All we can do is hope for the best for her for right now, and um, you know, like I for one kind of want to go against the. I mean, well, if it's her family's wish to not do that, I want to be respectful of her family. So yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not. I don't want to make it any more of a. Obviously, like, what are we gonna do in our podcast about talking about her it's like it's not going to create an international incident but um i had a very inappropriate joke that i was gonna do not say it i won't we won't we won't talk about her but we'll still monitor the situation yes but we i'm we're sending all of our prayers to her and her family and everyone involved and any other americans that are still in uh Russia or Ukraine, hopefully you can get home safely because it's obviously the situation keeps continuing to rise. And I'm going to tell you, I feel like we're going to be going to war soon because a friend of mine who um, was in the Air Force some time ago, they said they got a call asking them about rejoining. Mm-hmm. And it's like that. This hasn't happened in all of the how. Like, in, in, they've been out for like five, six years at this point. Like, nobody has ever asked them to join or rejoin or anything um, since then. And now all of a sudden, they're like, "Hey, what are you looking to do with the military? What can we do for you to get you to sign back up?" So I'm just uh, every day. I am really excited. I'm very happy that I talked my little brother out of joining the military. Yeah, uh, I'm glad I didn't join the military, too. I'm glad. Shout out to my parents for, uh, well, I mean, we had one conversation about the military, and it was uh, it was just like, hey, you know, what if I joined the Air Force? And they were like, no. And I was like, okay. <laughs> that was it. What do you mean? They were like, no. Yeah, I was just because my mom and my dad were in the Air Force, and then I was just like, hey, what if, I, what if I went into the Air Force just like you guys? And they were just like, nah. And I was like, okay. Okay, well, hey. I've never like I wanted to as a youth I thought that as a youth it would be cool to join the military (laughs) so that I could be what kind of American nerd are you I'm a super nerd in all areas in all areas I'm very nerdy a patriotic nerd I am and this was a (laughs) quite some time ago I would say, like, elementary school, I thought, like, I could go, I could join the military. And, oh, you know what? It was, like, after G.I. Jane, you know, very, you ever saw G.I. Jane with um, Demi Moore? Yeah, with Demi Moore. And, you know, she's this super cool, you know, jacked. Women can join the military, I thought, too. I was like, this is dope. I could join the military and be a maverick, pop, 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 beating up all these men. But by the time I got to high school, I said, <laughs> I, that was, I think that, I mean, when was that? When did 9-11 happen? It oh, by the time 9-11 happened, I was disabused. Of, that was our seventh grade. 2001? Yeah. That wasn't seventh grade. We were in seventh grade. No, that was sixth grade. No, that was seventh grade because I was sitting because in Mrs. Two, Wade's class. Because in 2000, we were in fifth grade. It was 1999 to 2000, we were in fifth grade. grade. Do you want to know why I know sixth. it was seventh grade? Because it, and I was in Mrs. Wade's it class, been, it might have been seventh and our grade. classroom was in the basement where the middle school it was. was. The fine, it was the fall. And it was re- the beginning of the day. It was the fall of seventh grade. It was the fall of seventh going grade. Into, going into yes. the, the, you know, winter 
would be 2002. Okay, fine. Fair enough. Fair enough! I, you're right! I know that I am. Okay, well, feel great that I... I do. ...that I agreed with you. Anyway, um, so, uh, yeah, war is so stupid, it's dumb, and I wish that we didn't have to have it because it's pointless. Um, speaking of pointless, uh, Prince William and Kate Middleton went to the islands, which... <laughs> Turned out to be a hilarious, uh, a, a, a hilarious situation that I didn't even realize was supposed to be funny, but they were basically shunned at every um, at every border they went to. They went to Belize, the Bahamas, Jamaica, and every country. There, people were like, "Why are you here? Like, what? What did Jocelyn say? Ho, why is you here? Yeah." Um. Because, as you know, Queen Elizabeth is like, even though they are no longer like, quote unquote, colonizing these countries. Yeah. um, She's still the monarch for several um, places. She's it's 14 other countries, including Canada, Australia and Papua New Guinea, because they're known as Commonwealth nations. Um, They are distinct from the Commonwealth of Nations, a group of 54 countries that were once part of the British Empire, the majority of which no longer recognize the Queen as sovereign. Um, But, you know, people were in Belize. We spoke about that that last week where the people were like, you can't come here because you're colonizers and you want to disrupt everything. You didn't even ask us. We don't even want you here. We don't even want you here. Like, you don't even go here. Get out. Um, Jamaica. And, I, I mean, I love my Jamaican brethren. Um, this is what the Prime Minister, Andrew Holness, said to Prince William and Kate Middleton to their face during a live broadcast. We are very happy to have you, and we hope you received a warm welcome of the people. Jamaica is free and liberal, and the people are very expressive, and I'm certain that you would have seen the spectrum of expressions today. There are issues here which are, as you know, are unresolved, but your presence gives us an opportunity for those issues to be placed in context, put front and center, and to be addressed as best we can. Jamaica is, as you would see, a country that is very proud of our history, very proud of what we have achieved, and we are moving on, and we intend to we intend to attain, in short order, our development goals and fulfill our true ambitions and destiny as an independent, developed, prosperous country. A.K.A. Prince William, if you think... You're going to come here and be uh, king of the country like your mama yeah. or your grandmama. Yeah. You are sadly mistaken. Look, look, basically he was just like, look, you got here fast, but take it slow. Relax. Like, chill. All right? Like, this is not, <laughs> this is where you want to go. <laughs> but this is this is a this is a free fucking place so maybe fucking relax get yourself a fucking uh mojito out of a coconut <laughs> or some bullshit like well, that the problem is go to the sandals he <laughs> and <safe>. his wife <laughs> have just ass. had terrible terrible uh press for press for this trip yeah from the inception their brand sucks up until now <laughs> like did you see the pictures that came out of them they're like at a fence. It's like a chain link fence. And these little black babies are putting their hands out. And Kate Kate is like, ooh, do I touch them? Can I how much do I have to touch of their of their little dirty hands? Like it was very much like 
you think you're a Princess Diana, but you are definitely not. No. Like, you are definitely Camille, um, and nobody cares. That's, that's um, what's the Prince Charles' wife? Oh, gotcha. The gotcha, mistress. Gotcha. Uh, oh, gotcha, gotcha, yeah. gotcha. That's why Princess Diana is dead right now, because she decided she wanted to be a homewrecker, and uh, Diana said deuces, and then the, the firm killed her. So. Um, but yes. <laughs> Fuck you, Prince William. We know that you were the one who asked about Archie's uh, skin color and probably the reason why um, Prince Archie and Princess Lizbeth have not gotten their proper welcome and protection as they should. Um, And we just say fuck you. And this is why you look like a freaking egg right now. Um, what What are you playing? Shots fired. Sorry. God. That was shots fired. You you went there. <sighs> you took it there. I, I did. Yeah, I I just shoot. I did. Oof. Um, okay. Before we get to some good news, well, we're starting to get we're gonna do we're gonna get to some good news now. Um, did you hear about the Howard teachers um uh protest? I heard I heard a little bit about it, but uh, I just wasn't sure what the protest was about. Okay, so Howard has been having issues with adjunct professors, um, part-time adjuncts, and full-time non-tenure-track instructors and master instructors. Howard has been having a lot of issues in general. I mean, honestly, like, even though Howard's... If it isn't housing, it's something else. The issues at Howard, as egregious and annoying and obnoxious as they are, they're not... Um, they are not, what is the word? Siloed. They're not in abundance? No, no, like, no. Like, it's not only Howard. This is higher education as a whole. Mm. Um, because in the sa- this same week, American was also protesting, ten- the, the, the professors were protesting a few weeks ago, Columbia. Like, universities around the country have been protesting because being, I don't think that we realize how, um how kind of destructive the higher education's higher education system currently is mm-hmm. and how outdated it is yeah. because so many of these professors like you could be an adjunct professor at like a Harvard or someone with another like almost billion dollar like endowment or something and you could probably be making like 30,000 a year for teaching something that like has is that true you could yeah for th- 30? I saw a... Ew, that is disgusting. There was a tweet trending this week because I forgot the name of the university where they wanted the people to teach, but it was a professor, uh, advertisement for a professor, and it was like, well, you'll be teaching and doing all these things, and it was basically they wanted them to be, they wanted them to have a certain amount of years teaching experience, but they wanted to pay them for zero dollars. What do you mean zero dollars? The money was zero dollars. It was no money. This was for a professor, like, at a school. Like, this is a university, like a real university. So what's happening at Howard is not surprising. But basically, um, this is what the, the Howard faculty were saying. The Howard non-tenure track lecturers and adjunct faculty 
teach over 2,000 courses per year. Lecturers have not received a raise in over five years, but Howard has increased tuition by 19% during that time. The president is paid $1.649 million, 600000 more than the American University president. Howard has hired Jackson Lewis, which is the largest and most notorious anti-union law firm in the country. And so... Um, the Howard teaching faculty was being is being represented by SEIU, which is uh, I don't know if you've seen SEIU, the building in the Union Square, mm-hmm. but they're the big union. Um, and one of my best friends used to actually work for them, mm. so they just pushed to get you know unions, for, unions needed are needed and they work, um, and they just fight for people who need them. They they did work with like the taxis, um, just sanitation, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, and so the, there was a, a long letter was written, and it has <clears throat> so many people on this list that include even uh, so Dr. Carr, Nicole Hannah Jones. I think. Do I see Ta? I think Tanahasi might have also. Really, Tanahasi was involved. I think, hold on, let me just... Oh, that's right. He is teaching uh, at uh, Howard right now, right? I thought that was, like, just for, like, a semester or something. He was, like, a special guest speaker, guest teacher or something. But if he's over there teaching, okay, I guess he would be involved. Okay, I can't... This The writing on this is so tiny. I cannot see his name on this list, but I know that Nicole Hannah-Jones, that she had uh, lent her support... Which is important. I mean, you need she and Tanahasi were able to get on there and got their the pay that they got because of who they are. Yes. Um. So you need to have that to, those people supporting you. So I hope that Tanahasi was on there. I I'm not going to spend a thousand years reading this letter, but um, I I know that she was said to have like put uh put her her name behind behind this, and um. So they were on strike last week, but yesterday or this week they actually. Um, got their agree. They have um, they had a meeting and they have a tentative agreement. Um, as of March twenty third, so they're calling off the strike, which is great. Um, and I'm just you know, I know this is not a Howard only thing. Um, this is a countrywide issue. Mm-hmm. But Howard, with everything, we are like the leaders. And what happens at Howard can trickle out to other com- other schools around the world, mm-hmm. and so we just have to be mindful. Like I know in the I'm in the Howard group, um, on the ladies of Howard group, and we've discussed some the things like uh, President Frederick's uh, salary. Now you know President Frederick; he is the president, but he also is the he um, oversees the hospital, and he's also still a surgeon. Mm-hmm. So it's like, who knows? Maybe his 1.649 or whatever salary is due to him being a surgeon and what other things he's doing there on the school, which I don't necessarily have an issue with. But like, are the things you're getting paid all this money to work there? But are you do, is it possible that you could be spread too thin? Because if you're the president of the whole entire university and you're overseeing the Howard Hospital, can you do both in the way that you need to do both? Because I remember when he came on, it was a, a very, like, interim situation, and then he was bringing in a lot of different partnerships, and, um, you know, it was 
building up the capital for the school. Um, and I'm wondering if like they were kind of short sighted when they didn't say to him, like, listen, maybe you need to let one of these things go because there's so many things happening at Howard right now. It's like, maybe we could have, I don't know, had some more you time would have been able. There's music playing. Yeah, there is. There's been music playing. I didn't, I was very confused. It's, it's We Major by Kanye West. Thank you. And, uh, it's because it's college. We're talking about college. And that's fine. Um, it's appropriate. Either way, Howard, I'm happy, even though I'm, I'm, you know, I feel bad for these teachers. I'm happy that they have gotten at least to a, a, a certain point of, Understanding. Um, understanding so that these teachers can get back to doing what they do best. Yes. And it's like teaching the I, youth. I think this is similar to when I was babysitting and you would see some people trying to get you to babysit like they're seven month old for like $10 an hour. And not because they couldn't afford to pay you like 15 or $20 an hour. They were just being hella cheap. And I kept thinking like, wouldn't you want the best, people to come and do the work. Not to say that everyone who pay, you pay the same amount is going to be doing well, but, like, people are going to be much more likely to be super engaged if they're being paid well. So why wouldn't you want that for your baby? And I think, like, Howard, they are the parents of all the students there in a way. Like, wouldn't you want the people that you are putting in charge of the children in your care? And not just children, obviously. Some people are extremely old getting school okay, but they uh, are let's yeah I, I i agree i agree with you continue continue but i'm trying to make sure you don't get sidetracked continue. um i think that we need to just respect these teachers respect their time yes respect their efforts yes they are obviously very smart or they would not be teaching in howard yes so why not just pay them what they're worth yeah and that goes to also like the support staff their janitors, the people in the cap, everyone should be getting paid a living wage and not just like getting by barely. Sorry, that reminded me of my uh, Howard University joke. What's your Howard University joke? I that I went to a HBCU and it was amazing because it was uh, a place that was filled with black people. Like not just the students were black, but all the teachers were black. All of the administration was black. Even the janitors were Hispanic. Okay, <laughs> got it out. You got it out. <laughs> and there we are. Look, that joke fucking kills. I yeah. It, it was on my something. It was on my oh, shut up. My it was on my special. That, that uh, was that a good will, special. Yeah, that will never get out because we don't know that. I still think you could ask for some assistance. It, it has been years, and it would be weird to be like, "Hey, haven't heard from you in years." It's only been like a year. No, it's been two years. Okay. Well. All right. <sighs> Moving along. Yeah. Um, okay, I sent you a link. Um, have you been watching Kentanji Jackson Brown's um, bits and pieces of it? Okay, so just for the listener, listeners, Kentanji. Wow, you wanted to say listeners. I did. Kentanji okay. Brown Jackson is the. You watched that one Medea movie, and all of a sudden, okay, you don't Medea. Ew. Um, we're, you know we're gonna have to review that at some point. I right? know. Yeah. But. 
Don't make me black you in want, front you, of Kentanji's. You wanted to fucking watch it. Okay. Anyway, Judge Kentanji Brown Jackson is up for um, the Supreme Court justice seat that was vacated about a month or two ago. She is extremely decorated, extremely smart. So she has more qualifications than everyone in the room. Um, and so she, and she's also it's the f- the first black woman to even go through this process or to be. She's a. I don't think she's the first black woman to go through the process because I remember reading there was a woman in the nineties that I think Bill Clinton. I have to find her name, but she wanted she they wanted her to run, but I don't know if she made it this far. Yeah, she's the first one to get this far. Um, but you know the Republicans, uh, like uh, Senior Stupido Ted Cruz, have been asking her the most ridiculous questions known to man, and honestly, her patience is enough to say let her be on there. Um, but like we've been just getting a we I feel like we have been. The, the GOP has been doing a disservice to us Americans because the point of having her in this confirmation hearing is so that we can ask, they can ask her the questions to see how well she knows the law, if she'll be able to recuse herself if something comes up, if, you know, if she is just qualified for the job. Instead, they're asking her stupid questions about critical race theory and racist babies and other bullshit. Yeah, all um, all the shit that's just distracting as fuck and has nothing really to do with the job at hand and uh, just and, and in a way like it's crippling. It it's like because we are now um, we don't get to know we as much as I know that she's qualified because I've read her record. And you could just see everything that she's been able to do. So I know that she could do the job. But we are missing a chance to really get in-depth questions about her. And then, because she's a black woman, and not just a black woman, she's a dark-skinned black woman with sister locks. So that means, like, just looking at her, I'm like, all right, well, great. I am, <laughs> I am ready to vote for you, right? But I think that because we are being so protective of her now, we could be, even as much as I think she's a great person and a great candidate, who knows what we could be possibly missing um, because we are now on um, the defense of her and just who she is as a black woman and, um, you know, as this career that she's built for herself. Um, I, and her parents, you know, her, her mother was a public school teacher. Her father was a lawyer in the, believe, the same school district. So it's not like, you know, she's the first person to ever do anything in her family. But she is uh, a black woman who has just fought really hard and studied really hard and worked really hard to be where she is. But she has she's being constantly attacked. So during the, um, the clip I sent you is Cory Booker, when it was his turn, uh, Senator Cory Booker, when it's his turn to... Um, start asking her questions. This is a piece of the clip um, of him talking to her. You got here how every black woman in America who's gotten anywhere has done by being <laughs> like Ginger Rogers said, I did everything Fred Astaire did, but backwards in heels. <laughs> 
And, and so I, I'm just sitting here saying, nobody's stealing my joy. Nobody's going to make me angry, especially not people that are called in a conservative magazine demagogic for what they're bringing up that just doesn't hold water. I'm not going to let my joy be stolen because I know you and I, we appreciate something that we get that a lot of my colleagues don't. I know Tim Scott does. When I first came to this place, I was the fourth black person ever popularly elected to the United States Senate. And I still remember a lot of mixed people, white folks, black folks work here. But at night, when people are in line to come in to clean this place, the, the, the percentage of minorities shift a lot. And so I'm walking here, first week I'm here, and somebody who's been here for decades doing the urgent work of the Senate, but it's the unglamorous work that goes on no matter who's in offices, the guy comes up to me, and all he wants to say, I can tell is, I'm so happy you're here, but he comes up and he can't get the words out. And this man, my elder, starts crying. And I, I just hugged him and he just kept telling me, it is so good to see you here. It's so good to see you here. Thank you got Yeah, so. That was a, his speech was very moving. Yes, it was. It, he, had, it was but, he had a much longer speech. You can look it up and watch it. Um, but he just, like, he... Um, empowers her and affirms her and just says a lot of beautiful things and it actually made her cry. Um, she was wiping away them tears. And it's just like, you know, this is what we mean, black men, when we say we need you to stand up for us and be here for us. Yes. Because you see us being I attacked. I stand. You gotta, you gotta do something. You say something and not just like regardless of how, if you're the only one in the room, you got to say something. What You know what? That just made me, because I was about to say, and I, because I was literally about to say, and I stand up next to you and defend her still today. <laughs> Why don't we have a, a, a anthem like that for black women? Um, I wonder if we do. We would have to look, go through. It might be, uh, it might be. The closest, your mama. I, no, I, the closest I could think of was, uh, but it's uh, it Lauren Hill. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I mean, there are some. Oh, you know what? Partisan Fontaine. He just put out that song, "Black Girl." If you're a black girl, if you're a black girl, that one. I don't think I've heard it. Oh well, it's really good. Uh, he's talking about black girls and how he loves them. They're more beautiful and they're gorgeous, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, if there's anything raunchy in that song, I could not tell you, so I hope not. <laughs> but it's a very beautiful song that I hear constantly on Instagram Reels. So um, it's just at the top of my mind. Right. Um, but, yeah, I, I'm grateful that she had Senator Booker there to just give her some love in the midst of a very trying time. Are you um, looking for the song? Uh, I couldn't find it, so I just decided to play something different. Okay, this is not at all what I thought. What song is that? It's supposed to be the fucking, um, uh, as long as you keep your hand to the sky. Jesus. There we go. It's called Optimistic. Anyhow, um... Because I am optimistic that she will uh, actually make so. it through make it through the entire process and actually be sworn in. I'm hoping so. I mean, this is a 
It is a, a long, arduous process, but I think that she has what it takes, and um, she definitely deserves it. Yes, she at does. At least from her credentials. I wish that they would ask her a question that would let me know whether or not I'm, I'm putting my eggs in the wrong basket, but since the GOP is being so incompetent and wants to ask people about stupid freaking critical race theory versus actual case law, I couldn't tell you. But everything she said so far, it sounds great. So, I mean, she's not crying about beer and loving beer like Brett Kavanaugh. So, at the very least, it's nice to have, you know, Brett Kavanaugh. And who's that white lady? Uh, the new one that, that they pushed through real quick. Um, damn it. I don't even remember her name, but who cares? We don't care about her. She, she, both of them had the quickest freaking confirmation. Yeah, it only lasted like a few days. Meanwhile, he's a freaking alleged rapist. She has no trial experience, and yet it was just like, whatever, just let them through. Woman on the Supreme Court. No. Fuck you. Um, all right, so <laughs> this is a very uh, interesting story. Did you um, <laughs> remember what I told you when I was in elementary school and I, we, had our, we got our first dog? I thought that Beethoven was gay. No. Yes, you yes, did. You, do. you told me that very recently. Yes. So we thought he was that we thought she was gay because we thought she was a boy, and at night the the boy dogs obviously would be coming and having sex with her, but we didn't think anything of it besides like okay we love her and we love him he's gay blah 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 blah, but um, everyone's not like that and apparently uh, in Charlotte this week. Uh, a five-year-old a dog was surrendered to Stanley County Animal Animal Protective Services because his owners um, thought he was gay after he was humped or after the dog humped another male dog. Um, and so they thought he was gay, so they said, nope, we are not going to have this gay dog in here. Um, so they... they Sent him back, um, but thankfully, he was adopted by a lovely gay couple who've been together for 33 years, and now he's going to be with his forever family in a lovely home that's not full of bigoted haters like um, who are whatever people, assholes, uh, adopted him. So shout out to Steve Nichols and John Wynn for... <laughs> For their adopting of Fezco. Yeah. I, I absolutely agree. This is the same love. <laughs> of course it is. Of course it is. Um, okay. Um, I wanted to do an Am I the Asshole real quick. Did you have any thoughts about this this gay dog? No, I just I'm just happy that the the dog found a home. Like because it that was first off, I've seen dogs uh hump each other regardless of regardless. the gender and stuff like that. So it was ridiculous, but I'm just he he oh, I'm a big fan of dogs and like he seemed like such a good boy. He was he's so cute. He's adorable and how dare Fuck that. You know what? He's in a loving family now. Yes. And that's all that matters. Yes. And that's all I care about. 
So. Um, okay, are you ready for the Am I the Asshole? Yes. Headline is, Am I the Asshole for telling my female friend I don't care about her feelings? I'm getting married in two weeks. Last week was my bachelor party and several of my friends attended, women and men. During the party, one of my female friends, let's give her the name Kelly, got very drunk and confessed to me that she's not happy that I'm getting married and that she thinks my future wife is not a good match for me. She also confessed she's been in love with me since we were 21, now we are 27, and that it hurt her feelings that I have never realized and never did anything about it. That's a bit weird, but... Due to the fact that she was drunk, I completely ignored what she said and was like, fine, okay, whatever, at that moment. I waited till she got sober to see if she'd say anything about this again. Two days after the party, she texted me and asked me if I thought about what she said. I told her to elaborate just to make sure she's talking about her confession. She was indeed talking about it, and I told her exactly what I thought. I said I don't care what she thinks about me and my fiancé being a good match, and she's not the best judge if, if that judge of that since she claims to be in love with me. I also told her that I truly don't care about her feelings towards me and I don't know what she expected to achieve. She was shocked to see me responding like that and was like, you don't need to be rude about this. I replied telling her that of course I'll be rude. She's trying to ruin my wedding by thinking, confessing to me will change anything. Told her to come back to reality and realize she's not playing in a movie and her confession is embarrassing and instead of letting it go and blaming it on the alcohol, she pushed it and expected to see Whatever, see whether she'd actually have succeeded. I told her at this point I don't care about her at all. The girl apparently exposed me to our friends. She didn't tell me tell them the whole story, and I had to explain to everyone what she really said and expected. My friends kept kept insisting that I acted like an asshole, and that and just because I'm getting married, that gives me no right to invalidate my friends' feelings toward me. I also want to clarify one thing. Kelly has not been a good person towards my fiancé at all, especially during our first years together. She only fixed her attitude after I had several fights with her regarding boundaries. Due to her fixed attitude, I believed she changed truly. Thoughts? So, alright. Real, real talk, like, I'm a big fan of her telling off this person. You, you're a fan of the woman telling off the guy that she was in love with. No, like, uh, don't come to my, don't, don't bring up this whole, like, oh, you're okay, you're so talking about love, the guy in love with me, like, and all this other shit. Like, you, there was so much time mm-hmm. that that could have been, t- but like, like, this is not the, this is not the time to do that, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, that's like if I were to. No. Uh, <laughs> that's like if 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 I. No, no. It, it, it's it. You should not. Especially if they're planning to get married. Especially if they are betrothed. Uh-huh. Like that is the worst time to finally make your feelings revealed. Like yes. You, you like uh, sorry you gotta suck that up and you gotta bury that down back to life back to reality you need to mm-hmm. take those feelings mm-hmm. and you need to hoard them for dear life <laughs> because you fucked up you had a lot of time to be able to and i'm sorry if you're shy or if you d- didn't see that there was a good time to do that or whatever like that but but the marriage is or the close to the marriage or close to the wedding or what have you while they're planning their wedding is not the right time at all 
to be bringing this up and expressing your your feelings of love and stuff. I was gonna mm-hmm. say it's it's as if if like if like I was uh you know at a wedding for my best friend mm-hmm. uh and then they said like does anybody object to this wedding and then I stood up and be like I do. <laughs> Like, no, you don't do that. Like, you you just don't. No. So, yeah, crush that fucking person's spirit and just be like, no, fuck off. Get the fuck out of here. Kiss me with that bullshit. Uh Uh-huh. So, no, you you had your fucking chance. And you blew it. You blew it. Whack. You seem very... uh... <laughs> flustered by this person's admission. Nah, because uh, I, I, you know why? Because like I'm very protective when it comes to weddings. Yeah. No, I think that um, this is a situation where even if they would have decided, like, you know what, I need to tell them that I think that you're single until you're married, until the you walk down the aisle, right? In a sense, you're, in a sense, you're single until you're married. So. At any point before you walk down the aisle, you could be like, you know what? We're going to, I'm going to mention this thing or whatever. But I, do I think that he should have been like, I don't care about her, about you. I don't know if, even if he was upset, but I do think the the edit that he made at the end saying that like Kelly was never a good person towards the fiance should have kind of been a hint. To me, like, why, like, I can imagine having a partner and then one of my close friends doesn't like that partner and, like, it seems like it's for no reason. So it would be, like, if you, why, I would have probably asked, like, what is going on with that mm-hmm. um, and probably inquired a little bit more. But, I mean, you know, that's me. I would have think that that would have made me been, like, a red flag. Mm-hmm. Um, if you, like, like, I don't think that there should, I can never imagine being mean to um, a friend's partner, even if I was attracted to the friend and had some sort of inner feelings, I could not personally imagine doing that. But if I was, I feel like they would be like in their right to be like, what's going on with you? Like, do you have something going on? Because why are you being mean to my person? So I think that in this situation, they are both the asshole. Really? I think she's the the asshole asshole in the sense that, like, her admitting it when she was drunk, it's like, okay, you admitted it. That's what I was going to ask. Was this all admitted over fucking pods and shit? Like, because this sounds like some fucking. uh, She was drunk when she admitted it. The. the Love is blind. Love is blind bullshit. Like. She was drunk when she was. She admitted it. And season two. And then. Is this person's name Shayna? Shut up. And then or Jessica, whatever um, who was whatever the first person was. After they after they told them, like I feel like they it was like they, okay, finally were in their right to say it. Her bringing it up and not being just like okay with them saying, you know what, I I feel like when they when she brought it up, I don't know how they might have responded to her in that moment, but just I don't know if I would have said I don't care. Um, I would have just been like, you know what. I love you as a friend. Thank you for telling me, but this is not an appropriate time for this. And I don't, there's nothing's going to, to happen between us. And I need you to respect the sanctity of my upcoming marriage and my partner. If that's going to be an issue for you, then we don't need to be friends. 
Um, because at the end of the day, like, if this is a person that you've had in your life for a long period of time, um, and who knows, he never said whether or not they ever, you know, had sex or anything um, in the past or were romantic, but I think that we can understand people's feelings without stomping all over them just because they are not exactly what we would do. But she is the asshole for trying to belabor the point because once he said, like, listen, this is what it is, it's like, you know what, thanks, okay, bye, and move over. And this is, again, another reason why you should keep your feelings to yourself. Because keep your feelings to yourself. I do not have a drop for that. Keep your feelings to yourself. Okay, no, no, you're, you should... Be able to express your feelings. Don't just do it. Just not in this way and not at this time. No, yeah. It was, she should have done this before, way before they got engaged. Yeah. It's like, listen, I want to tell you this is my feelings for you, and then that's it. Yeah. And then once they know, then, then they could have, he could have made whatever decisions he wanted to make. But you doing that now and at the bachelor party is like, well, I've already paid for the ring. I've already paid for the, the outfits and the dresses and shit and the food, the finger, the cocktail hour. Yeah. I'm not Weddings stopping this. Weddings are fucking expensive They are shit. expensive. And they're not... All the money you pay up to the wedding before you even get there. Before you even get there. So don't try... It, listen, this shit's going through. Call me in three years. Let's see if we are still together. But for right now, nothing is stopping this freaking train from moving. Um, but that was it. That was my last one. Oh, okay. That's everything? Mm-hmm. Okay, fantastic. All right. So we will take a quick break, mm-hmm. and we will be back with more of the Black and Snurdy Podcast. BRB. You're listening to the Black and Snurdy Podcast. We now return to the Black and Snurdy Podcast. I don't know how much longer... You're gonna be here, so I say my prayers every night. One for my mother, one for my father, and one for the love of my life. And if you decide to leave today, then leave tomorrow at the door. And, and take only half of yesterday. yesterday And forget all hope for the present Cause it just went We were five No, no We were five steps From eternity We were four steps Four steps past love and three wishes. We were three wishes from touching the heavens above us to you. Know. Another day is gone. Another life is Waiting patiently for you to return. Oh, yeah. 
silence and begin to think as laughter echoes through the air. Can't take you out of my mind, but I hold you like a Longer than anticipated. That was long. I I was just. But you know I love that song, and I, I don't understand song. why you didn't preface that you were going to do that. Because I would I have. I don't think we ever did that. We song. have. I, I don't I think know we have. I don't think we we've have. never done that song. I know for a fact we never done that song because we would have both been belting out the way that we did. I mean, do you, I just told you yesterday that I need uh, a, them, Drew Hill a Drew Hill concert versus. again. Yes, yes, exactly. If they could, and uh, now, all right. Okay. Drew Hill and I Jodeci. told you, Jodeci. Drew Hill and Jodeci. Even though a few years difference. Drew Hill will beat the shit out of Jodeci. It's a few years difference in when they came out. But I think that their catalogs and their presence and also their shenanigans are, are equal. Equal yes. footing. It was on this very show that we actually dedicated an entire section to Drew Hill and uh, their falling out and everything. So. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. We're not getting into it again. We're not. We're not. We're not. We're not. Yeah. Um, uh, but what we should get into, quite frankly, is our mental health. It's a mental health. Boom, boom, boom. It's a mental health. Boom, boom. I'm on the journey of happiness and I know everything that shines ain't always gonna be gold, but I'm gonna go to therapy and make it gold and make it good. I love that. Um, can you tell me this week, is there anything that you're making gold and making good? Uh, I do have an update. Um, I have scheduled an appointment with uh, a therapist. Um, I actually need to reach out to them because like they, they, uh, I did it through ZocDoc mm -hmm. and apparently, always a thing, yeah, apparently there's some stuff that I need to figure out, uh, not figure out like, but like 
paperwork and stuff that I need to fill out. And you know what annoys me about ZocDoc is you put all your information in, you go there, you select and the person. And then they still need to still ask need more, more things. information. Yeah. It's just like when you put your information in for the job application and, and then, then the they next ask thing. you to fill out your, <laughs> your work history and all that other shit that's on the fucking resume. <laughs> this is what it's like. But, um, Woot, clap it up for yourself for getting this um, done because you've been working on this for a while. So I'm very proud of you for that. Um, and I'm hoping that this new therapist works out for you. Um, how so too. how have things been otherwise? Uh, everything's been kind of okay. I, like, I, I live for the weekends at this point because mm-hmm. work weeks are... Just fucking terrible. Like, yeah. I'm tired of work. Like, I've, I've said this before. I, I wish I didn't have to work. Yes. I wish that I could just make money doing this, doing this podcast. Yes. And even this podcast wouldn't be work because I enjoy talking to you. I enjoy talking into a microphone. Mm-hmm. I enjoy just, like, the time that we spend together. And um, I just, I would rather do this than do anything else, quite frankly anything else because this is like i see you smiling over there like oh this is so nice yes i do enjoy our time together doing this podcast and i would prefer to do this instead of slaving away slaving away (laughs) i couldn't even say that with a straight face instead of having to do a bunch of other things you don't like doing the do the work that i'm supposed to be doing which can be frustrating at times have you um? You did you get back on your meds? I am back on my medication. I've been oh, I'm on my medication, y'all. <laughs> and I, uh, you know, I'm I'm good. I'm solid with that. Uh, yeah, like no no issues uh, as of late. Although maybe 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 some issues. But the thing we talked about. Yeah, the thing that we talked about. But yeah, that's neither here nor there. Um, but otherwise, everything else is really solid, mm-hmm. I would say. Like not great, but also not the worst thing in the world. So well, that's good. How's things on your end? You said that you, there was like a breakthrough that you had um in therapy. This uh, unless you don't want to talk about it. I'm not gonna force you to talk about it. <laughs> no, no, it's okay. Um I won't go like too big into details because it's a sensitive topic. I've also been having dreams that have been very vivid. But do you think those dreams are do your do your medicine? Uh, As if this first time that that's ever came into my head. Do you think there could be? No, no, seriously. Like I'm not sure because like I guess it's funny because I did start taking my medication roughly around the same time that I started sleeping in my own bed instead of sleeping out on the couch. I know sometimes when I've had certain medicines, like they've said, or or when I've done certain things, like when I do CBT, Mm -hmm. my therapist will be like, you know, or EMDR, she'll be like, you know you might have more vivid dreams and stuff like that. So it maybe it's like connected to that. Maybe. I'm not sure. That's, um, a, that's a really good, I, I might have to look into that a little bit more. But it might more. be good to like journal those things. Yeah. I might have to journal those things, but, but I didn't want to take away from what no, it's fine. your discovery. Um, well, my therapist, both of them, I've been working with them. Obviously one of them I've been working on with for about two years now. Uh, yeah, no more than that. I think we started in 2019. Yeah, 2019. Um, 
The other one's newer. She's like she's the one that's specifically for ADHD. Um, and sometimes, you know, the things that we'll be working on might overlap a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, but we like my the main issues that I've been having and struggling with with my ADHD. Of course, I'm not medicated right now, um, which has been making some things harder for me as far as like focus. Um, executive functions and and finishing the tasks that I have on my to-do list, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so I've been talking to them about like these are things that I'm I'm that are really frustrating for me and that um, I need to work on. And I think that the the most frustrating part is that I know that I've always had ADHD. Mm-hmm. However, there were times in my life when I was way better at um, controlling certain aspects and like, um, like you know, hyper focusing on the right things. Whereas recently, well, not recently, for <laughs> for some time now, mm-hmm. um, I have been kind of dealing with uh, the inability to execute as well as I know that I can. And that for me is anxiety inducing. It's very frustrating. Um, and at times I, I won't lie that I feel very like hopeless in that, like a hopeless that it will, that I'll be able to change uh, those things. Uh, because like, especially as uh, when I'm not medicated um, and it's just like, it's been very frustrating, but we were talking about some things and um I had had, like, a small panic attack the other day uh, just thinking about some things that had happened in my past, and I was um, just kind of trying to pinpoint when's the last time I felt like uh, things were kind of as normal as they could have been for me. And when I when I realized the time frame, I recognized that, like, well, I told my therapist, and she was like, well, uh, do you, is there anything else that was going on in that time <laughs> that you could think of that might have been, you know, adding to trauma that you're facing that you're dealing with now? And I was like, oh, yeah, that does make sense. Mm-hmm. Um, and even though these things happened, of course, like I'm, when I was a young girl, like in you know high school or whatever, mm-hmm. um, I think that you are constantly... Every year, I think you're constantly integrating the things that happened to you, um, however decades passed, you know? And so it's like, I have gotten, at some point, you know, I was able to be mindful of those things that caused traumas in my life. Mm -hmm. And even though at the time, I thought that they, I had handled them very well, and I had moved past them, they're not they aren't things that I'm like dwelling on um, in my everyday life or even feel like, you know, are that big of a deal. However, they obviously were a much bigger deal than I expected or thought because right now to this day, it's impacting me in, and not just in, it's in every area of my life. Uh, whether that be uh, romantic or work and career and things, uh, they are impacting me. And I think that I'm only realizing how much they are impacting me 
very recently. And um, I've been working with my therapist to kind of like acknowledge what those traumas are and to see like, you know, what traumas that have happened are um, kind of clouding the ADHD because there are some things that are trauma related that can present as ADHD, like, you know, being unfocused and da 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 da. Um, and I'm just hoping that I can work through those, <laughs> uh, expeditiously because I just feel like I'm recognizing how much these things have been impacting my life without me realizing it. Um, and a lot of, you know, self-sabotage and, um, in different areas of my life. Sabotaging I, things. I would say, I would say that you should be, you should be working through them, but not necessarily expeditiously. Don't rush through them because, like, it, it, the time that it's gonna take is the time that it takes. I'm impatient. I know that you're impatient, but like, if you, it may, and maybe that might be something to explore too. Like the idea that like these things happen to you and you rush through them as opposed to like actually giving them the space and time that they deserve to actually like acknowledge them, deal with them and then process them and then move on from it as opposed to just like, Oh, let's, let's hurry up and rush through all of this and, 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 and then go, you know? Well, so maybe that's also something to look into. You know how I feel about feelings. Yeah, I know how you feel about feelings. And I think that this is I was, definitely yeah. a, um, this has been a, uh, a reminder as to why um, some feelings for me are, are very much more difficult to deal with. And just like other, like, you know, my conflict avoidance and my uh, not ha like, always speaking up for myself or saying things. I mean, there's so many, there's so many things, which sometimes I would say, I will not lie to you that I, I get angry about these things because I feel like I'm pissed off that something outside of my control is, um, hindering my life, um, in ways that I know and the ways that I don't know, because, the what I have, like there's, I I have a, a, a good mask for most people um, and even mask for myself. And I don't care that you're shaking your head. Okay. Don't no, care. I agree that you have a mask for yourself. I have a, a very big, you know, uh, what's it known? A Crash Bandicoot-esque mask that I wear. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, constantly. I get that. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, okay. That I wear that constantly, and I. You have, know, Crash Bandicoot never wore those masks. Though, he did. Right? The guy gave it to him when no, he would get the, to certain levels. They just float next to him. Okay. Well, it's floating in front of me or next to me. It's floating around. <laughs> okay, and I I know that it's there now. It's just this is pissing me off because now I'm thirty fucking two. And I'm still dealing with things that happened now 20 years ago 
and it is impacting my life Take now. And time. I don't like that. I don't. This, how time. much more time am I supposed to take? Well, if you give it time, like if you actually give it the appropriate amount of time to process, then maybe, maybe it can be solved this. and integrated into your life as opposed to. Just brushing past it because how many times have you come on this podcast with a realization and then had to repeat that fucking realization over and over again? Like it's a process, you know, like it's I understand that it's it's, you know what it is and integrating all this stuff into our daily life is a lot like daily maintenance, you know, like it's it's waking up and knowing that you have to, you know, Use the restroom, wipe yourself, take, you know, like, like wash brush, hands. wash your hands with soap, <laughs> brush your teeth, like wash your face. It's daily maintenance. But it's, this it's is the little, it's, it's, it's in, in like for me personally, like I did all that stuff and then I learned to integrate face wash, specifically face wash soap into my life. And before, like, you you know, like when in the very beginning, I, I would forget and I wouldn't do it. But then like after a while, like I just started making it a, a bit of my routine little by little to the point where now it's a part of my routine. And that's also a lot of these realizations. It's just about like integrating them in your life. Little by little, being mindful—it's just—it's just mindfulness. I think that the part of this, as much as I, I yes, everything you're saying is true. Yes. The problem for me is that I—I I am not a control freak, but I am someone who likes to be in control of the things that I can be in control of, specifically myself. And if I feel like I have not been in control of myself the past two decades almost Mm -hmm. because the decisions that I've been making in a lot of different ways areas are because of these traumas and I don't like that that's not for me I feel like that is like I'm shooting myself in the foot and then trying to like plug it up with freaking cotton balls yeah and that's just what I've been doing without realizing it for these two decades and now I have to deal with the fucking blood pouring out all over my apartment. I got to clean it up. No, I don't want to do that. I don't want to have all these uh, situations where I'm looking back and thinking, man, I wish I would have done that differently. I wish I would have handled that differently or said the thing. Whatever. I don't, I don't am not someone who lives in or I try not to live with like regret, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. However, the fact that I can, like, see where, and I talk about this with my therapist all the time, where my, sometimes my inability to be, um, like, as honest with myself and others, et cetera, causes me issues further down the line. And I'm not interested in that being my narrative. I just want to be a regular, regular person walking through life, doing 
good things. But you're not a regular, regular person. And maybe that's part of the acceptance that you have to wrap your head around. We have been talking about my internalized ableism. Yeah. Like, maybe you just have to... And again, this stuff is going to take some time. Obviously, it's not going to be solved right here in this moment. But, like, it's okay to just be, you know, like, like not a regular, regular person. I hate it. This is not, this is a, I feel like the most difficult thing about having, even taking out trauma, the most difficult thing about having ADHD for me is the fact that like I'm coming to terms with how within my like family unit, my, the things that I, the things that like my siblings would do that I can't, that I can't do even just like the, the basic stuff um, that they're really good at that I'm not good at. Like those things frustrate me, uh, especially because when people don't recognize that I, um, I'm not good at these things because like I'm they're just not part of my hardware or something. It's like, well, you're so smart and no, there's no difference. If if someone looked between me and my siblings, they're not going to be like, oh, this one here, pick them out. They're neurodivergent. They're not going to be able to tell any difference. So it's like if I mess up or if I'm not like at a certain standard <clears throat> of living or whatever, it's because of like something that I did and nobody cares or wants to think about whether or not anything else I might have going on or, or whatever the case may be. It's all about what I personally am not doing. And I recognize that I do have to quiet the internalized ableism that pushes me to uh, think bad of myself and beat myself up, which then causes more anxiety and depression, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. I just find that to be a terribly difficult feat at this current time. Well, it's going to take time. I just, I hate it. I'm very impatient, as you know, and I just would like this part of the healing process to be over. Maybe once you just give yourself, like, the space and the room to actually, like, free yourself to the process... Maybe then it will soak in a lot better or even easier because rushing it doesn't do any good. So maybe just like letting it go, giving yourself completely to it might actually benefit you. These are words that you're saying are making sense. Just saying. But that's just me. I mean that I'm I'm not gonna dismiss what I'm saying. What I'm saying is valid. It's just food for thought. I appreciate it. Food for thought. Yum 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 yum. Mean it up. Okay. Well, that has been our mental health <laughs> journey. I'm sorry, it was a much longer journey than you probably expected. I didn't realize that. No, it's fine. It's 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 fine. It's okay. It's okay. I was gonna I was gonna ask a, a whole nother question. What were you gonna ask? No, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Uh, we don't have to get into it. Uh, okay. What we can get into, though, is the things that have been pissing us off, upsetting Ooh. us, have been making us mad. Let's get into these gripes. 
be griping. We're not griping anywhere else. We be griping. This safe space for us to share. We griping. We ain't griping anywhere else. We griping. Uh, uh, uh. What? Dark Man X. <laughs> no, seriously, that's uh, that's I fr- yes, I know, I know. Um, what has been? Uh... No, we started with me last time. Oh, you did? Let's oh, okay. With, yeah, let's start with you. Um, okay. There's two things that are grinding my gears. I'm gonna start with the first one, which is a tragic story about this 14 year old boy who died in um, Florida. Mm-hmm. He um, was on this. Uh, it was an amusement park where he was at on this thing called the Orlando Free Orlando Freefall, the world's tallest freestanding drop tower at a height of 430 feet. Um, and his name was Tyree Sampson, who was visiting his uh, with a family friend from Missouri. And um, so during his trip there, he was on the, the ride, and there was some sort of malfunction that caused him to drop, I think it was 430 feet, and um, he he died from his injuries. Now, this is a terrible, horrible story. What's the problem for me is that people recorded this. They put it on social media. It was, like, going viral, which people were seeing it. And I, I really, this is not, this last week, I feel like I've been seeing so many videos of, um, like, parents and guardians uh, filming their children and being, like, assholes to them and otherwise, like, abusive that I, I'm like, I'm just sick of people using social media as, like, in this way. Uh, because this young boy, of course, nobody knew how old he was when he was when he, they recorded this. But why record this and put it up on social media? Because regardless... I, 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 uh, uh, the question isn't why record it. It's because I got to imagine they didn't know that this was going to happen. It's why put it up on social yeah, media. Yeah, it's why put it up on social media. Because it's just like, at the end of the day, you didn't know how old he was or anything like that. But you know someone died. And there's never a reason why someone should go on their t- on their phone mm-hmm. and see their loved oh, one. Oh, I got to put this on Facebook. Like, it's not necessary. Oh, there's a whole death here at this amusement park. I got to put it on fucking uh, TikTok. Because who, I don't want to see anybody, it, it doesn't matter if I know them or not, I don't want to see anybody dying on screen. Yeah, I, it, You know how I am even with movies. I don't like watching things where people are getting hurt or harmed. So this is just like, I need people to really be a little bit more mindful and aware of like, yeah, terrible things happen, but you don't need to be freaking uh, Al Roker blasting the breaking news because it's not necessary. And it, you just think about all these celebrities. Remember when Kobe died and then the, um, his wife had to uh, sue the the police department and like the news to tell them not to be posting up videos and things of the accidents and people had leaked the footage. And it's just like, regardless whether someone's a celebrity or not, we don't need to see people's worst moments on on anywhere. Just keep it to yourself. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that has been pissing me off. And whatever happened to that ride, I hope that his family gets whatever they can get. Like, it's just a terrible situation. It's horrible. And, and these amusement parks, they really need to, to like, tighten up. 
because every year we're getting a, a report about someone dying. And did I ever tell you when I worked at Adventureland in Long Island during the summer when one of the ride operators died? You did not tell me this. He And, and it was a sad situation because he was like 17, 18. He was, uh, it was late at night. It was the end of the night and he was like closing up the ride. Somehow it, it was weird because, you know, when I worked there, there were a lot of rules for like when the rides could be turned on. And somehow he was working on the roller coaster, one of the like main roller coasters there. And somebody hit like the on switch or something like that. So when he was on the track, it ran him over. But then uh, he, he didn't die then. He went to the hospital, but they couldn't give me blood transfusions because he was Jehovah's Witness and it's not a part of the religion, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But it's like that was in freaking 2006. And we are now fast forwarding several decades, two decades almost, and these things are still happening. Kids and people are pro- constantly getting hurt and dying at amusement parks. I love roller coasters and all that, but if these things are not going to be safe for everyone to use, shut it down. We don't yeah. need to have a freaking however tall free fall drop if people are going to be hurt. And I think at, and at this place, it wasn't the same ride, but someone died last year. A worker died on a ride. And I just, I need, I need us to figure out a way to make these things safer. Uh, the second thing that I, I have is, um, Justice, Justice Clarence Thomas, AKA Coon of the Century. Um, he and his wife are currently under some scrutiny because Coonance. That's a good one. Clarence. Coonance. Judge Coonance. Yeah. Thomas. Yes. So I don't know if you heard, but like during the insurrection and the attempted coup on January 6th, um, his wife, Virginia Thomas, she helped pay for the buses to come pick up those far riders and bring them to the Capitol. And then it was found out on Thursday that she was texting um, Meadows, what's his name? Mark Meadows, uh, the former president, former uh, White House chief of staff to overturn the 2020 election, which she called a heist and said that she had reached out to Jared Kushner and was like, basically like, don't, don't let these votes go through. And some other things. And and it's just like, I remember when I first read about her having any sort of connection with the rioters. And I was like, why is she, why is he still allowed to be like a justice? Because your wife, even though that's not you, like this is your wife. We have court records and, and financial records of her participating in an attempted coup in the United States. How does that not create a, a conflict of interest? Um, currently he is like, whether, I don't know if he's out of the hospital or not, but I believe he had COVID. Mm -hmm. Um, and so he was in the hospital and it's like, all this information is coming out and I'm just like, just, you know, I'm not going to wish anything negative towards anybody, but you already know my feelings about Clarence Thomas. Mm -hmm. Fuck you forever, uh, for what he did to Anita Hill and how that set the precedent for all these fuck people to be um, assholes and not um, not owning up to their mistakes all these decades later. Um, and I just want him to be removed from the court. Remove him. Add Judge Kentanji. I hope I'm saying her. Is Kentanji? 
I think so. Add her. Uh, also fire Brett Kavanaugh and whatever that white lady's name is. I don't remember. Yeah. I, we don't care about her. Right, but right, right. We don't care. It's just we are holding you to a different standard as a Supreme Court justice because you are a member of the court. As we watching and Better Call Saul can't be in the court doing bullshit. So it should not to me. It doesn't matter that it was his wife. He has still been like holding her up and boosting her up after this. So I want to say a big fuck you to the Thomases. Fuck them. And fuck I em. don't wish you get better quickly. Yeah, miss me with that bullshit entirely. What about you? What's been grinding your gears? <sighs> There's only one thing that's been grinding my gears, and quite frankly, it's the smallest thing. Uh-huh. If you recognize me as a comedian <laughs> and you're an Uber person, don't don't acknowledge me like that. Why don't you want them to acknowledge you? No, like, hey, you're a comedian, right? And I'm just like, okay, but I'm just trying to get my chicken. Like, please, just leave me alone. Like... <laughs> Leave me alone, 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 leave me alone. We're gonna get you singing lessons. Excuse me? No, excuse me. Because I have to hear it. understand how this went from an uber driver rant to being let's shit on Odie. at first off i'm not shitting on you okay I am, I am i am pointing out that there are various different notes and you are not hitting them <laughs> that's all i'm saying that's all i'm saying it's not even my grind. It's not even the thing that's grinding my gears. I told you. I told you what was grinding my gears. We can move on. I'm ready to move on. Are you? Yes, I am. Okay. I'm I'm been ready to move on. So But that's the only thing that's that's bothering me. It's just um You don't want to be recognized I don't by your adoring recon- fans. I don't want to be recognized at all as like a comedian as a I'm gonna be yeah. So like I just, I just give me my chicken. Just you were supposed food. to go to freaking Brandon's alone. You're just realizing that. Damn. Yes, I'm just realizing that. Thank you, Brain, giving me information days and weeks that after was, I remembered it. That was that was Thursday. Yes, I know. Yeah, I'm just remembering it. Is that okay? It's fine. All right. It's okay. Did you not remember on Thursday that that was something we discussed? No, I remembered. And you just didn't tell me? Yeah, because I, I just thought you were jet lagged and tired and didn't want to do it. No, I just literally forgot because that's the way that my brain is set up. But, all right. All right. Let's talk about the things that made us happy. I'm the baby merchant. Cats are us. I give you all the service and no damn fuss. I'll start off this uh, section. Uh, Triple H, professional wrestler mm-hmm. from WWE, has retired. 
this brought me so much joy, not in like a mean way, not in like a, oh, finally. No, um, he had a cardiac uh, event not Ooh. too long ago, and his health was in question for a really long time. Mm-hmm. And uh, then he went on this interview today uh, with Stephen A. Smith and announced that he was retiring from in-ring action. Okay. Which, first and foremost, if he's up and about and being able to give uh, interviews with Stephen A. Smith, that means that like his health is in a good place and he's in a good place. Yeah. Uh, that he is retiring uh, uh, from in-ring action, like, that That means that, like, he's putting his health first, his family mm-hmm. first, and, like, he, he's alive in order to, to, to reach this milestone. Like, a lot of wrestlers die young. Yeah. A lot of wrestlers for a long, especially in his era, mm-hmm. like, aren't around. We can around, count them off. Aren't around to be able to do that, but, like, so, so seeing a wrestler put their boots in a ring and say like, yo, this is it. Like I, I, I'm just not doing this anymore. Warms my heart. Like it, I'm, I'm glad that he was able to have a successful wrestling career mm-hmm. and now he can go out and just like make movies or something yeah, or, or do something else or, relax. like do whatever he or Take or, a nap. or just relax Take a nap. just chill i would love nothing more than to go to sleep right now <laughs> that would be great but i can't because i have to work uh but yeah like so that made me happy it it, it made me it really made me happy to see a legend like triple h uh retire mm-hmm. um okay I think that was, uh, that's good. And um, on mine, um, I just came back from a lovely family vacation to North Carolina. Um, We were visiting my older sister who moved down there during the pandemic. And um, shout out to her. Yes. And um, she had. Uh, my mom and my old, my younger sister. None of us had been there, so I I you know planned a um, a lovely trip and got everyone on board. And we went there. My mom loved it. Um, we had a great time. Um, Raleigh is cool. Uh, I went to go visit some of the. I went to go visit some of like the campus for unc mm-hmm. to see if i'd be interested in, in possibly going to applying there for grad school um and i'm looking in um i'm looking just like you know different places but i'm glad that i went i'm glad i'm, I'm looking forward to getting there again hopefully soon um i'll get down there like in another month or two and hang out with my sister again um now that I have more free time. And I'm just like, I'm glad that we were able to spend time together as a family. It was, you know, a very interesting few days. Um, I love being able to spend time with my sister and my brother-in-law. And I'm just, you know, really grateful for my family and that we get to spend time with each other and love on each other. And I'm just, you know, I'm hoping for more and more blessings in the family to come. So that's what made me happy. And then also doing this podcast because we didn't get to do it while I was away. So, um, I 
uh, love spending this time with you, talking and, same and here, same chatting here, about same different here, things. Same here. So whenever we get to do it, as often as we get to do it, this is, uh, it brightens up my week. Even when I'm tired and frustrated, uh, I grouchy. never have. Sometimes, a little sometimes grouchy. I can be A grouchy. little bit of grouchiness in my <laughs> life. A little bit of, I don't know. Yes, that is true. Sometimes I can be a little bit of a grouch, grouch, but I'm grateful that we always get this time to spend together and 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 do the podcast. So same here, um, same here. Well, that's everything. I'm pretty sure that's everything for the podcast. Yay! Thank you guys for listening, and we will be back next time. You guys, take it easy. Bye. Thanks for listening to the show. If you'd like to contact the podcast, you can reach us via email at blackandsnerdypodcast at gmail.com. You can also find us on Instagram and TikTok at blackandsnerdypodcast, as well as on Twitter at blackandsnerdy. You can find me, Maurice, on all social media under the handle licorishislegit. That's L-I-C-O-R-I-S-H is legit. And you can find me on Instagram. It's that's O-D-T-H-A-T-S-O-D dot E. And on Twitter, T-H-A-T-S-O-D underscore E. And don't forget to like, rate, and subscribe to us. Tune in next time to the Black and Snurdy Podcast, where snurds of a feather flock together. Remember? Bye. (laughs) No, this is keeping it. We're keeping this in. Don't forget to take your meds and your subs and drink water. Bye. Bye. (laughs) I actually want to keep that.